This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Raw Beauty Talks. I'm your host, Erin Trelore. Ready to peer behind the highlight reel and all those polished pictures of the world's biggest influencers and wellness experts, we're going to uncover what beauty, health, and wellness truly means in today's world. As someone who really struggled with disordered eating and negative body image, I became a health coach because I'm passionate about redefining health and wellness so that it's less about the weight on the scale and more about how we feel. Let's pull back the curtain for some raw beauty talks. Hello, beauties. I hope everyone's having an awesome week so far. I was feeling a little bit, I don't know, just not myself the last couple of days. We got back from Antigua. We had the most amazing trip. Just Scott and I went. He had a work conference, but the conference was pretty light. So we got to spend a lot of time together and just chill out. Ocean swims, sun on the skin, meditation, moving the body. And then I came home and I was, I don't know, like in a funk It's so gray in Vancouver, and I also think the time change, there's a five-hour difference between there and here. So I don't know. I just felt a little wonky, but I got up this morning and did a cold shower, made my matcha, did a meditation, did some breath work, did my 557 Sudarshan Kriya breath work, and I'm feeling a lot better. Still not 100p, but I'm just reminding myself that some days we have days when we just don't feel like ourselves. Some days it's just not it and that's okay. It's all good. This happens to everyone and I can tell you one thing for sure, it is going to pass. So today I thought that I would talk a little bit about traveling with anxiety and (laughs) traveling to reduce anxiety. I think travel can be a really anxiety-provoking thing for a lot of people. I know it is for me, and I've had a variety of different experiences with anxiety while traveling. When I think back to my early 20s, I did a trip to Thailand with one of my best girlfriends, and at one point in the trip, she had to leave to go back home suddenly, ran out of money, as you do when you're in your 20s traveling. <laughs> and now looking back, I realize that I was anxious. I was not prepared to travel on my own in a foreign country. And so at the time, I fell back into some disordered eating patterns, a lot of controlling food and not eating enough. And I can see now that that was a way of coping with my anxiety I would say that traveling alone for me, it's not the best. I know that a lot of people love it or a lot of people go and push themselves past that point. I feel rather untethered traveling alone. I get overwhelmed. I feel like I hibernate a little bit more. It's just uncomfortable. So I've also had trips where I've traveled and had absolutely crippling anxiety. This is something that's happened more in the last couple of years since having kids as my body's tried to find a more stable space chemically, I guess. I've had one instance where I I literally could not leave the hotel room for about a week. I was having such severe panic attacks, intrusive thoughts. I felt nauseous, felt sick. It would lift a little bit later on in the afternoon and in the evening, but it was awful. And then when Scott and I went to Monaco last spring for F1, 
I was fine for most of the trip and I did have a bit of like an anxiety blip at one point. I remember going into this Nike store. We were in Paris at the time. It was so busy in there and so loud and so many lights. I just started to feel like the room was spinning. I couldn't quite get my breath. I sat down. I was like, you go, go look. I'm, I'm good. And by the time he came back, I was like, I have to go back to the hotel room like right now. I just need to shut it down. My system is on fire right now. I went back to the hotel room. I did breathing. I did all of the things, but it just wasn't quite settling. We took a train down to Southern France and then went to Monaco. And that first night we were supposed to go to all these cool, awesome events. And I just had to stay home because I knew that I I needed to reduce stimulants as much as possible in that moment in order to be able to recover and hopefully be able to enjoy the rest of the trip. So anxiety is something that I think I've always dealt with, and I understand that more now so than ever before. And it's showed up in different ways in different stages of my life. On this last trip, I would say it is the first trip where I felt what we will call a normal amount of anxiety leaving the kids. I got into the cab. I burst into tears. I told Scott, I know this is going to pass. I just, my mind is telling me that that's the last time that I'm going to see them. I know that's not the truth. I know these are just intrusive thoughts. And I know that I just need to get there and I'll be fine. And sure enough, as soon as we got there, I felt way better. And I started day one of the trip by going to the gym, doing a walk on the treadmill, doing a meditation, getting my body into the ocean. I think I had two glasses of wine the whole trip, so we were not really drinking, and I felt great. Zero issues, no problems, came home, zero issues. What I'm experiencing today is not anxiety. (laughs) Maybe it's the post-travel blues. But anyways, I want to share this with you because I think sometimes people don't even realize what they're experiencing when they go away, and maybe you don't relate it to anxiety. Or you do recognize that you have anxiety when you travel, in which case I'm going to talk through some of the strategies that have really supported me and helped me so that I'm able to travel and so that I'm able to move outside of the comfort zone without having to press pause on my life. You know, I don't want to look back when I'm older and think, God, anxiety really robbed me of that time in my life or of that experience. And so I'm getting more comfortable as well knowing anxiety might show up. It might be there at some point in the trip. But when I think back to traveling around Thailand and Cambodia and Laos, and when I think back to trips that I've been on with girlfriends, or I think back to going away with Scott, even when there was anxiety, that's not what I remember about the trip. I mean, except for that one trip where I was in the room the whole time. For the most part, it is not what I remember about the trip. I bring back memories about the people I was with and the places that I saw and the experiences that I had. And so if you are somebody who has anxiety or has experienced anxiety, I want the same for you too. I don't want it to hold you back from living your life. Fast forward to the end of 2024. Think of your goals for a second. What can you do right now to give yourself the best chance of succeeding? If you want to learn a new language, you absolutely should get Babbel. 
Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that really don't help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversation, and Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teachings so you're ready to practice what you learned in the real world. If you're heading to another country, anytime soon, start using Babbel a few weeks before you go to learn basics like how to order food, ask for directions, speak to merchants without having to consult language apps while you're away. So fun. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash raw beauty talks. That's spelled B-A-B-B-E-L com slash talks. Rules and restrictions may apply. This episode is brought to you by Lola V, an award-winning hair care line founded by the fabulous Jennifer Aniston. Jen got tired of the same old struggle we all face, choosing between hair products that work and ones that are actually good for us. With Lola V, that dilemma is history. We all put our hair through the ringer. That's why it's crucial to have products that not only repair the look of the damage, but also shield your locks from future harm. Enter Lola V's bestsellers, the Glossing Detangler and the Perfecting Leave-In Conditioner. They're your hair's new best friends. For a limited time, you get 15% off your entire order at lolavie.com. Just use the code rawbeautytalks at checkout. Lolavie is all about naturally derived plant-based goodness, no silicone, sulfates, parabens, or gluten, and of course, cruelty-free and vegan. That's 15% off your order at lolavie.com with promo code rawbeautytalks. You can only use one promo code per order and discounts can't be combined. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Tell them I sent you over. One of the most powerful things I ever heard or learned or came to understand was that you can't think your way out of anxiety. You can't rationalize with the anxious mind. Instead, you have to work with the body to quell anxiety, to turn the fight-flight response back to the rest-digest response. And so there are a number of ways that we can do this through nourishing the body consistently with serotonin-boosting foods and just ensuring that our blood sugar levels are stable. We can drink water. We can work with the breath. We can meditate. We can spend time in nature. We can move the body. All of these basic tools that are accessible to most individuals anytime, anywhere, help inform the body that it is safe that there's no lion in the building that's about to attack. And you'll find that as the body settles, as the nervous system settles, that your thinking will change as well, that you'll be able to think more rationally about things and nothing will seem like it's life or death. Let's dive into some tools and and things that have helped support me and that I believe will help support you if you are anxious but still wanting to travel. Number one is to plan ahead. Preparation can help reduce anxiety by making you feel more in control of the situation. So have something to put your passport into, to put any forms, any boarding passes into that is specifically for your most important documents. This can be like a leather folder, 
I mean, just Google passport holder and a bunch of things will come up, all right? So we're putting all of our most important things in this one folder. Then I'm gonna recommend a fanny pack. Yes, you heard me, a fanny pack. I wouldn't think that this would be such a game changer, but it has saved me so many times. I have a couple of Lululemon ones, and when I was at the airport this time, I saw so many people carrying them around. So you can get a little Lululemon fanny pack carrier, which you're gonna like strap over your shoulder. And in that, you're gonna put your phone, your wallet, your lip stuff, your gum, whatever it is that you need super easily accessible. And it's gonna sit right on your chest. If you're thinking fanny pack, you can also put it around your waist. But I think the way that the cool kids are wearing it now is like we strap it over one shoulder and around the back. And all of that stuff is right there. You're not throwing your phone into a big bag where it's just loose and, you know, you're going to be digging through 17 compartments to find it. It's right on you, right where you need it. Then we're going to practice the pause, just pausing frequently. Anytime you're transitioning from one place to another. So pause at the check-in gate. Do I have everything? Do I have my carry-on? Do I have my bag? Do I have my fanny? Have I picked up my forms? Then when you drop off your bags, we're pausing again, checking, do I have everything? Just taking a second. Now, for some of you listening to this, you're going to be like, this is so basic. But when you have anxiety, it's really easy to become flustered. We're not paying attention to little tiny details because the whole mind-body system is like danger, danger, danger. So we're focusing on, you know, this bigger picture idea and, and less on those little tiny details. I will tell you on the way to Antigua, I had a carry-on bag and I'd put all my self-care items in it, which you're going to laugh when I tell you what's in that bag. We were at the airport, which is about 30 minutes away from our home and my mother-in-law who's amazing and was looking after the kids called and was like, Aaron, your entire carry-on bag is here. (laughs) And Scott just shook his head and I laughed. Luckily, nothing in it was super important. Like I could travel without it, but it's so easy when you are more anxious to completely forget like your entire carry-on bag when you go somewhere. So just taking that extra moment to pause. Do I have everything? And then give yourself lots of extra time. So if something goes wrong, you know that you're still going to make your flight. This is something where when I have to go to the airport, I'm leaving like an extra hour on top of the allotted time that they already suggest for myself. When Scott travels, he likes to go like 30 minutes or an hour later than the suggested time. And so we we kind of meet in the middle now. But for me, I need that extra time or I can get really flustered. I mean, I have had a situation, team, where I went to the gate. I got to the gate. I sat down. I started, you know, working on my computer and I was facing away from the gate. The plane actually left the airport without me. I was sitting at the gate. It was loud and a crowded airport. I didn't hear, I'm guessing I had my headphones on. I didn't hear the announcements for, you know, last boarding call for Aaron Jingles. Where are you? The plane freaking left the airport without me. Yeah. So that just goes to show you how well I'm operating at an airport. And it's probably why I get some anxiety when I go now. So number one is to plan ahead. Make sure that you're organized with a passport form holder. 
bring your Lululemon fanny pack. I'll link to the one that I love down below. Pause frequently and give yourself extra time. Okay. Now, packing items that bring you comfort is number two. Bringing items that provide comfort like a familiar blanket or a favorite book can just help you feel more at ease. So this is the bag that I had packed that I forgot at home, but I usually have it with me. And it seems so high maintenance to bring this type of bag, but let me tell you how happy you will be when you are on the plane, especially if you are on a red eye or a plane that is leaving early or arriving late. Like you will be thanking me because you have this stuff. So if you have a really early or a late flight or a red eye, bring a carry-on with a small blanket in it. I love my one Wednesday waffle blanket because it's thin, but provides a lot of coverage. Planes can be cold. You want something that's going to be cozy that you can put on you. Bring noise canceling headphones in case there's an upset baby or a loud talker and you're just trying to rest or sleep, you can put those on. Also, individuals who are anxious tend to be more sensitive to sound and noise and everything. So pop those babies on. Get yourself an eye mask so that the light and everything isn't bothering you if you're trying to sleep. And then I take a little (laughs) lavender satchel, like the kind you throw in your underwear drawer, and I'll actually just sniff it like... (sighs) Like just taking big, deep breaths of that thing as if I'm feeling anxious. And it really does help me. I also have one of those travel neck pillows, of course. And then I try to bring a clean pillowcase as well, which you're like a pillowcase, really? But think about how much like stuff is on the seat of the plane, is on your neck pillow by the time you get there. There's just something nice about having a clean pillowcase and it's so small It's not doing anything. It's not adding any extra weight. Trust me. And you can like shove stuff in there later on in the trip. It's a good call. It sounds super high maintenance, but it all keeps me comfortable. And then I'm also traveling with some magnesium chamomile tea packs. Otherwise, I tend to have the coffee when the cart goes by. You know, I don't really drink alcohol and I'm definitely not drinking it on flights. But if I have my chamomile tea packs, then I've got something warm and yummy to drink Make sure you pack your medication in your carry-on bag. If you're taking anti-anxiety medication or any kind of medication at all, make sure it's in your travel bag. Never pack it in your bag in case it doesn't make it to the final location in time, okay? So we are high maintenance and we are okay with that because we know ourselves, (laughs) we know what we need, and we're honoring that. Let me know if there are any other things that you bring When you are traveling, support you. I'm going to turn all of this into a blog post, and I just want it to be the most incredible resource for anybody who's traveling with anxiety because I don't want you to be held back in life with anxiety. I want you to be able to travel because I just know how much goodness is there for you. Okay, number three is to practice relaxation techniques. So using deep breathing, using meditation can all help calm the mind and reduce anxiety. When you're there doing something like yoga or your Melissa Wood workout, something that you have on your phone that you can do anytime, anywhere in a small space or in the gym, if there's a gym where you're going to, but something that allows you to just anchor in to find your breath and to connect more deeply with the body. This is really, really key. So as I said, I have the aloe 
app on my phone. I have Melissa Wood Health Workouts. And then I don't actually have anything specific for yoga, although there is yoga on the Aloe app. And Melissa Wood Health is kind of yoga Pilates based, more Pilates based. But essentially, it's just ensuring that I have tools to be able to ground my ass when I need that. Okay. I also have the app Insight Timer on my phone for meditation. And I use this throughout my whole trip. So meditation is a hard yes for me when I'm traveling every day, 30 minutes. I work my day around that meditation because I just don't want to experience what I experienced before. And usually when you're on vacay, there's like a little extra time available. So that's a hell yes for me. So insight timer, and I will do a meditation on the flight why not? You're sitting for however many hours. You could probably find 15 to 30 minutes to do a guided meditation or whatever type of meditation you like. Then I also practice five, five, seven breathing. So that's where we breathe in for five, we hold for five, and we exhale for seven. You can even press pause on this right now to try this, especially if you are listening to this while you're traveling. So we breathe in for a count of five, four, three, two, one, hold five, four, three, two, one, exhale for seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, hold and then repeat this ideally up to 10 times. I find myself just automatically breathing in this pattern as my stress levels increase, and it's like I just automatically click into this now. You don't have to have your eyes closed while you do this. You can do it while you're walking through an airport, while you're sitting at a restaurant, and it just teaches the body or it tells the body that you're safe. When you are in a calm state, this is similar to the way that you would breathe. So we have an elongated exhale when we're in a more calm state. So by practicing that, the body identifies with being more calm. Okay, so number three is to practice relaxation techniques, deep breathing, like five, five, seven breathing, meditation using the Insight Timer app or whatever app is your favorite, or movement practices like yoga, Gentle workouts, Melissa Wood Health, all of those are beautiful tools to support you when you are even at the airport or throughout your entire trip. Number four is to get enough sleep. Good sleep helps maintain physical and emotional well-being. There are so many top-tier players right now who are talking about how prioritizing sleep has been one of their key metrics for success. I find that sleep is key, but it's also really hard if you're taking a red eye or navigating a time change, which can come up often when you're traveling. So I always like to ensure, if possible, that at least the first half of the day when I arrive somewhere, it's light. We don't have plans. There's nowhere that we have to rush off to. We can just sort of see where I'm at and then go from there. If Scott gets up and he's like ready to roll, he'll go out, he'll grab us a coffee, he'll do a little exploring, he'll go for a run, and then he comes back to pick me up and he's totally okay with it. We both get what we need. So give yourself a little time to acclimatize, to take a nap, to sleep longer if you need to. 
if I'm being honest, like sometimes it really annoys me that I need this time. And especially if I'm traveling with like a group of girlfriends, it can feel a bit embarrassing or I just feel lame. But at the end of the day, I know myself well enough now that I'd rather prioritize my mental health than a group breakfast or whatever it is that's going on because I know that it will serve me in the long run. And it's just what my mind and body need in this season of life maybe for the rest of time, and that's okay. It's not the end of the world. Step number five is to be open to change. When you're traveling, sometimes, actually almost always, things aren't going to go as planned. And remaining flexible and open to change can help reduce stress because we're not expecting things to go a certain way and then disappointed when they don't go that way. So just remaining open to flexibility versus remaining really rigid, keeping an open mind can be super helpful while you're traveling. Number six is to take care of yourself, to eat well and exercise and stay hydrated to help maintain your physical well-being. I know for a lot of people, when they go on vacation, it is a time to have fun, a time to relax, a time to let go of their everyday routine. And so what I often see is people go on vacation and they drink more, they're eating kind of crappy foods, they're staying up really late, they're not moving their body anymore. And this used to be me for a long time. That's what vacation looks like to me. And I get it because, you know, we're so rigid in our routines at home. It feels good to just let things go. But we also have to kind of explore and be honest with ourselves about how it feels after we do that consecutively day after day after day. I mean, I remember coming home from vacations and being like, I need a vacation from my vacation. So what I'm going to encourage you is to take time to just have fun and to relax and to rest, but to really take a moment to get clear on what your intentions are for the holiday. Are you wanting to, you know, go and explore a new culture? Are you wanting to come back feeling nourished and revitalized? And if it's the latter, well, what are the things, what are the pillars that allow you to feel more nourished and revitalized? So for me, I know that ensuring I have food every few hours, ideally, is great. Drinking lots of water, moving my body, and really prioritizing sleep. On this last trip, we were with a group of individuals who were all awesome, but they were there to party. They were drinking a lot, and that's totally fine, but Scott and I just weren't on the same page. So we would hang out, and then we would excuse ourselves when the time was right, or you know, because it was a work thing, he sometimes had to stay out later, and I would just exit the building and go and relax and just chill and do what I needed for my body. And it really was the first trip in as long as I can remember where I didn't feel anxious. I felt aligned. I felt nourished. I felt inspired. I felt like I had space for creativity and I just felt good. So ensuring you have food every few hours, drinking lots of water, moving your body in whatever way feels right. And that does not have to mean going to the gym. I think I probably went to the gym four times in seven days and that's what really felt right for me. But it can be walking, it can be swimming, it can be 
whatever feels right for your body, whatever feels right for your body. Okay. Number seven is to not be afraid to ask for support. So traveling with friends or family members, let them know that this is something you experience. And if there's anything that you can think of that would support you, let them know. So maybe let them know, I'm not going to be drinking as much while we're there, or I want to carve out time to meditate. Sometimes just stating our intention and laying the groundwork allows everyone to be on the same page and ensure that you get what you need while you're traveling. Well, they also get what they need. I would say if you have a therapist or someone and you're traveling and it's feeling anxiety provoking, check in with them, make sure that you take some notes from this episode, that you have your apps downloaded to support you, that you have all of your comforting items for the flight and beyond. And remember that oftentimes leaving is the hardest part. And once you get there, everything feels great. Okay. Traveling is a privilege and it's also one of the most incredible experiences I think that we can have getting to go to new places, to meet new people, to experience new cultures always brings about new perspectives, greater insight, more creativity, a lot of joy and a lot of growth. So I don't want anxiety or your mental health to hold you back from getting to experience these things. I hope these tools support you in feeling a little more confident to go out there and travel or a little bit more ease if you're somebody who experiences anxiety when you are traveling. As I mentioned, if you're somebody who has some tips or some things that have supported you in regards to traveling with anxiety, please head over to at Raw Beauty Talks, hit me up in my DMs and let me know what has worked for you. I would love to include it in the blog post with your permission. Happy to do a shout out for you, but so that we have the ultimate resource for anybody who's traveling with anxiety. I also want to remind you to be gentle with yourself and remember that even if you're experiencing some anxiety the whole trip, that's not what you're going to remember when you get home. Anxiety is tough, but you are tougher, my friend. You are tougher. So take what you want from this episode. Leave the rest behind. I hope that it was helpful. Sending you so much love. Thanks for taking the time to listen to this week's episode. Please take a moment to rate, review, or follow on your favorite podcast app and share this episode with someone that you think could benefit. Join the Raw Beauty Talks community at Raw Beauty Talks. And remember, it's your story, your body, your mind, and your journey. So think about what resonates with you and leave the rest behind. I'll see you next week. Do you ever feel like you're struggling through motherhood? You're not alone. I'm Erica Jossa, host of the MomWell podcast, therapist and mom of three. Join me each Wednesday as I sit down with guests, including psychologists, pediatricians, psychiatrists, fertility specialists, lactation consultants, and more to unravel the myths of motherhood. With expert advice, practical tips, self-love, and some coping skills to help you along the way, you can become the mother you want to be. Listen to the MomWell podcast at momwell.com slash listen or on your favorite podcast platform.